Hi everyone, welcome to Totally Dissolved, where we discuss all things coffee through the lens of education. I'm Kathy Hilberg. And I'm Bronwyn Serna. With the help of subject matter experts, we explore different facets of specialty coffee to educate ourselves and you. Thanks for joining us on our journey in an education in caffeination. Bronwyn. Oh my gosh. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Um, well, should we talk about what's in our cup now or later? I can't remember what we do. <laughs> it's been so long. Let's, I think we catch up more first. Yes, I think so too. So um, what, did, what was your life like between our last episode and, and today? And today. Kind of chaotic and hectic, but good, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. We found a new place to live eight yes. blocks away. So good. So moving into new digs. Very cool. I think you have too, which is amazing. Yeah, I found a new apartment. I got approved yesterday. I'm moving to East Hollywood. Nobody stalked me. That's weird. Um, <laughs> it's a big city. You won't find me. Um, yeah, uh, I'm excited about that too. Yeah. That's that. And. Yeah, work has been busy. Yeah, you went to Seattle for the holidays. I went to Seattle for the holidays. For a good amount of time. We drove instead of taking the yeah. whole airline situation. So that How was, was a, the rain, though, coming back? Torrential. Yeah, yeah. It was fun, though. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. No miles on my car because we rented a car. Yes, so that's, very good. That was nice. And it was nice to actually be back in the Pacific Northwest in proper winter weather. Yeah, so that was that was really beautiful. Did you drink any good coffee while you were there? I don't even remember, but yes. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm sure I did. That's nice. Awesome. <laughs> where where did I drink good coffee? I'm like it's Seattle. There's plenty of good coffee there, but yeah, we were with family, so you know, it wasn't the focus. It was not the focus. Yeah. So sorry, sorry, my coffee friends, if I did not get to see you. My plan was to come see you, and plans got waylaid. Happens. Yeah. What about you? You spent holidays out and about. Yeah, I was here for Christmas, and then I was in San Antonio for New Year's and went to a wedding with a friend and um, drank some coffee there. I'd never been to San Antonio. It's super cute. There's, like, a river walk. I don't know if you've ever been there, but um, the restaurants along there are, like, meh no offense if you (laughs) own one of them I doubt you're listening um it's just like it's a lot of like chains or like you know San Antonio yeah but there's also like a lot of I had good food there too from like local places and good coffee from a few places Texas barbecue um oh definitely had some barbecue Um, I cannot go to Texas without getting barbecued is obviously my life's joy to eat barbecue um but yeah uh that was super fun uh, never, like I said, never been there. I also, um, worked a little bit at the end of the trip too. So I was there for almost a week and I came back for four days and then I left for Dubai, which was wild. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I, it it was crazy. Like I didn't really get to like explore Dubai very much. I mostly spent time in like the big new city part of it and I would love to maybe explore the old part of Dubai someday 
Um, but I would say that the best part about the trip was getting to taste coffees that I probably would not have ever gotten to taste otherwise. Not necessarily like the farms that they were from, because I think some of that there's overlap or potential overlap, um, but roasters that I would never have gotten to try from. Um, there was a roaster from Romania there. Um, April Coffee Roasters was there, which I've had that coffee before, but it was kind of nice to like get to meet someone who works there. Um, and then there were several roasters from Dubai, like in the area, who were there at World of Coffee Dubai. That was really cool and some really, really interesting, delicious coffees. Um, Phenomenal. So, yeah, it was super yeah. fun. Um, I cannot even remember every coffee I drank because I was like there on the last day of World of Coffee and just like running around and trying to drink as much coffee as I could and then felt insane from the amount of coffee <laughs> I had drank. Um, yeah, and then even then there were like a few cafes that I got to go to that were like feet from the hotel that we were staying at. There's just lots of coffee everywhere and a lot of it is really good, which was really cool. That is so cool. Yeah. That and is then, more time than I've ever spent in Dubai. So. Um, and then the board meeting was actually really fun. I had a really great time getting to meet the SCA board of directors um, for my one year that I'm there because of the past chair position of the Barista Guild. So that was why I was there, was for the meeting, um, but got to go to World of Coffee as a result. Nice. Yeah. And I went up to the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world. You can't go to the top mm -hmm. floor, but um, it's a really cool view. Get to see all the development that's happening. And yeah, um, that was a full review of my trip to Dubai because I was there for like 52 hours. And then I was on the plane for 16 hours there and 16 hours and 15 minutes coming back. Oh so, my gosh. Um, Which airline did you take? Emirates. I love Emirates. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, it was fine. It was still being stuck in a seat for 16 hours. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, a, I'm glad that I went. I have no regrets. Uh, my knees hurt real bad, but it went away once I was able to move them for a few hours. So I think, uh, it's worth it. Yes. Free trip to Dubai. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of Dubai, what's, what's in, in our, our cup? cup? Um, we are drinking coffee from Kona House Coffee. In Dubai. In Dubai. Kathy brought back this cute little ready to pour like single serve pour over yeah I like love. the pre-ground little like paper yeah. filter thing i'm doing weird things with my hand right now um to demonstrate but you can't see um but it is a delicious Colombia natural yeah finca la virginia virginia for those of you who can't understand my really good accent that i just did there um yeah, I, it's it's great. I've not had too many of these little pour-over things, um, but it's great. It tastes like a natural that was well-roasted. Yeah. And I can't remember the flavor notes. We left the packaging sweet. in the other room. Fermented grape, apple blossom, honey, and mangoes. I think I get the honey, that, like, rich sweetness. Mm -hmm. And definitely um, get the, like, fermented grape. I almost feel like I'm a little bit more like fresh grape, like Concord. Yeah. Maybe that's how they describe it over there. Yeah, maybe so. I always love the the various descriptors yeah. between cultures. Yeah. Also, there's not really a lot of produce growing in that part of the world. They ship all of it in, so it can I be would, a little bit of a different experience. For it them. is very deserty. Yeah. I will say the produce that I had, though, was fresh and delicious, so they probably spend a lot of money to yes. get it shipped in 
uh, fresh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very tasty. I enjoy it. And yeah, that's what we're oh. drinking. And today we have the lovely Tara Samuelson. Tara Samuelson of Curated Coffee, Coffee Consulting. 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 Curated <laughs> Coffee Consulting. Um, yeah, Tara is a good friend of ours and um, lived in L.A. and then moved to Arizona to be with her partner and they got married. And so we miss her dearly and we're excited to get to chat with her for selfish reasons as well as to share her with you all and what she's been up to since she's moved away from us. Yeah. So stay tuned. Tara, welcome. How's it going? Welcome. It is very good. So glad to be here with you guys. I miss you. I miss y'all a lot. So it's great to be here. Yeah, I miss you too. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today about consulting. Um, One of our first topics of the season is career focus. So we wanted to, we thought about you, especially in light of a lot of baristas that, you know, starting coffee as a barista, like what next? And a lot of them either, if they don't want to either become a roaster or own their own coffee shop, this is a great path for them to take. So immediately we thought of you because you had this great trajectory into this type of role and we thought it would be really valuable. So thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that. It's very kind of you guys. Well, I'm so excited. I love talking about career stuff too. So both like coffee stuff and like professional stuff, you know what I mean? So I'm excited to dive into that with y'all today. So one of the first questions before we get there is what's in your cup? What are you drinking? All right. So I won't lie. It's it's later. I'm in Arizona Mountain Standard Time right now, so I'm not doing coffee because otherwise I would not be going to bed until like 4 a.m. Yeah. Um, I am drinking. Uh, I'm drinking a tea. It's a mixture of chamomile and some dried sage. Ooh, yeah. And it's just like kind of soothing. Yeah, I'm such a high, like, anxious and you know nervous kind of person that um, I, I I could always benefit from some calmer stuff. So I figured today we'll keep we'll do that. Nice. That sounds actually really delicious. Yeah. Um, And then will you introduce yourself and just tell everybody who you are, what you do in coffee, and yeah, anything you think is relevant. Wonderful. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, My name is Tara. Some people call me Tara. Um, I'm totally fine with either. It just depends on when you kind of got to know me at my part of my life. And so um, I have been in the specialty coffee industry for the past. 12 years. And over the past uh, decade, I've been working uh, both in retail and in wholesale. So I've done, you know, been a barista, shift lead, um, uh, kind of retail trainer. And then at some point, I also moved into wholesale. So I've done account management training, sales, national account management, and director of wholesale. So um, a lot of education-based work, sales work, uh, client services and whatnot. And uh, just recently, I have also started a consulting business called Curated Coffee Consulting. 
and I mainly specialize in retail copy consulting. So I work with new cafe owners or just new cafes or coffee programs that need assistance with, you know, picking a roaster, who they're going to be aligning with product-wise, uh, equipment consultations, so picking out what equipment they need for their bar, as well as the design and the layout and kind of the construction needs that are um, required, as well as menu development, training, program development, and then training itself. So I also work with many currently open cafes in regards to working with um, them to build out a training program to actually perform trainings. And then I also uh, work with whomever they might want as an internal trainer to train them to be the trainer. So um, yeah, so that's what I've been up to as of lately. That's amazing. I think especially there's such a need for, there's so many consulting out there. There's so much consulting services, but nothing quite like something that's more specific to your particular needs. That's yeah, great. Definitely. Thank you. And that's exactly why I called it curated coffee consulting, because I really wanted it to be very unique and edited for exactly what that client is looking to do. You know, there's so many equipment options, there's so many bar options, and um, there's many ways you can make a successful coffee program for what's going to end up fitting what you want and then what your community is looking for. So really taking a very curated approach to how they want to develop out their program. So let's, let's talk about your career. You've had, you've been in coffee for 12 years, like you said, and for those that are interested in, in staying in coffee, I think this is one of those, especially going out on your own when you feel like owning your own retail space is such a daunting prospect. Like you don't want that. I think owning your own consulting business is such a nice, I guess I would say in between, you know, you get to pick and choose clients and all of that. Um, can you speak to your, like what got you to your role as a consultant and your philosophy on the, those skills progression? Definitely. Well, it's been a long journey, for sure. And it's been a very long journey, even me wanting to finally do this consulting business, because honestly, I was probably contemplating it for like three to four years before I actually finally launched it. Um, and I can be somebody who, you know, I wanted to be perfect. And, you know, someone finally gave me the nudge and was like, you got to go for it. So Either way, um, yeah, I mean, so my, I have a background both in retail and in wholesale. Um, so retail-wise, you know, I've been a barista, I've been a shift lead, I've been an AGM. And then wholesale-wise, I have been a trainer, account management, sales, national account management, as well as a director of wholesale. And through all of these experiences, I've just been exposed to so many different types of coffee programs, right? Particularly when I was in wholesale, where, you know, you'd get some clients who were very, you know, quote unquote, third wave, best equipment out there, doing pour overs, measuring every single shot, um, you know, all these other measures to get this great cup of coffee. And then I also had other clients who were like, you know, can I just fill the portafilter up? Can I just like scoop the coffee? And the reality is there's ways to make a good coffee amongst all of this, right? There's ways to work with it. And what I really love about, you know, when I kind of took the dive from retail to wholesale was that client relationship. 
right? And so that's a long-term relationship. We're going to be partners for a long time, hopefully. So it just gave so much more breathing room to kind of work on things. And so that kind of made me realize that there's, you know, there's so many different types of coffee programs that are out there, you know, right? And uh, none are necessarily right or wrong. It's just for whatever they may need. And so, um, you know, I, I was a rep and kind of my like aha moment to go into being a consultant. Um, it was almost kind of like two different things aligned. The first was that I had um, some, uh, some partners that I was working with and my most meaningful time with them was them calling me up being like, I don't know what to do about XYZ. I'm scared about this. Can I get your help on this? And as a rep in sales, like that's not your job. Your job is to get them coffee to make sure that your coffee tastes good, right? But the connections I made were in those pivotal moments that like, you know, okay, we're gonna go cry in the back together. We're gonna go do that. And, and we're gonna get through this together, you know? And so there was kind of that emotional part. But then there's like the logical part of also the rep, you know, you have people call you and they're like, uh, so I think I, I think I want to start a coffee shop. Like, you know, do you have any advice for me? And you as a rep are like, you got to call me like 10 months from now, man. Like you're way ahead. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> call me when you got the space, you're ready to go. But so many people need that support in the beginning. And it's kind of in those kind of, you know, like sticky phases where people are really figuring out because they're not really just figuring out themselves, they're figuring out their business plan, they're figuring out what should hopefully be the next 5, 10, 15 years of their life, they're there with you. So those kind of two came together. And that's when I was more like, maybe consulting is what I want to do. Like, maybe this is this is it, because this is really where I get to have even stronger client relationships. Right. So kind of coming back to the client point, it's like I really get to work with people through that kind of nitty gritty phase as they're figuring out, you know, their future. Right. Whether it be going for it with the coffee shop or sometimes even figuring out, hey, no, this is actually not the right move for you. And that's OK, too. Yeah. Going like I've also been in the sales rep position. And like you said, my most favorite part about that particular role was not the actual sales part, but that client relationship. Like I loved, and it wasn't always the best thing, you know, when you're trying to like be in the trenches with them, but that bond is just so, it's, it's great. Like I get to help people in mm -hmm. that way and not necessarily yeah. always the sales aspect. Like, oh yeah, you know, you should just buy my coffee and then peace out. But I loved building those yeah. relationships and those relationships are sometimes, like you said, you build them for years and they may not. And it's it's great for, I guess, like yourself, if you're if you decide like, OK, I don't want to do consulting anymore. Like, what's the next step? You can they may be part of your new network and can help you along the way or know people that can help you in whatever next stage of your career that you want. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like as an educator in wholesale, and you probably got this as an educator as well, like people will ask you questions about like, well, what do you think about this new piece of equipment? What do you think about this new tool? Um, and so I'm sure you get mm -hmm. even more of that now since you're consulting on 
those types of things for people. Um, so how do you stay up to date on the latest trends and developments in the coffee industry? And how do you approach assessing the needs that a cafe or coffee shop has um, in making those decisions and customizing consulting plans for them? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So in regards to like equipment kind of trends, um, I, I mean, I just kind of stay up to date as much as I can through like one social media, um, you know, which is a great way. Instagram, I won't like, don't have the TikTok yet. I'm sorry. I'm getting on that, but <laughs> like at least I get a, a good amount from there. And then, um, newsletters, like honestly, just plain old newsletters, like, you know, they want to tell you what's up and, and that's their job. Right. So it's kind of great because you just get these little tidbits of, of um, you know, here's the new one that's coming out, come check it out, things like that. And then um, a lot of it is kind of like word of mouth. Like, who do you know is trying that equipment? Who maybe has a review already on it, right? Things like that. And then, of course, if you have the opportunity to try something firsthand, uh, that's, you know, the best option. So, um, you know, Expo is a great place. Mm-hmm. to just go and try everything that, you know, any type of exposition or, you know, conference or something like that. People are bringing the best equipment that they have. Um, so it's great just to dive in and try it out, you know? So that's probably how I at least try to stay up to date on like, what's the most like up to date on equipment. And then, um, you know, having relationships with those reps, if you have the ability to do that, right. Because again, that's their job. They want to let you know about what's coming out and what's best. So it's great to, you know, kind of be on the periphery where they might be able to give you that information right away. So, so yeah. And then in regards to picking equipment and kind of, you know, uh, creating a, a cafe or picking what's best for somebody, so a lot of that process kind of starts with actually looking at the end goal of what that customer really wants their cafe to look like, right? And so, um, you know, many people just kind of start out with like, oh, I want a cafe that I'll get usually very specific. It's like, I want a cafe that has, this is a very like strong color theme. It's like, okay, well, that, that'll leave. That's great. That's one element to it. Or I might have someone who's like, I just want something that's easy, right? And so we kind of have to dive in of like, well, what does it look like for you? And so I actually do a little homework with um, my clients where I'm like, okay, let's let's go check out different cafes. Please tell me what you're liking, what you're not liking. And we might find some common themes. Oh, you really like round bars. Okay, all of these cafes have round bars or circular bar designs, right? Or all of these cafes have, um, you know, slow bar. I don't know. There's all these different things you kind of find. So we look at the end result of what they end up liking. And then we kind of build backward from there, right? So, um, you know, we'll take into account a handful of different things. Um, you know, the first is simply the space allocated and how much power and water you can get there. That's, <laughs> that's a big thing, right? Yeah. The big difference whether you're taking over a pre-existing place versus someplace that was like maybe an office beforehand. Big difference there. Uh, the next thing we're gonna look at is like labor and training. And that is something that I think a lot of people don't think about until they get to the final end, but you want to think about it ahead of time, mm-hmm. right? Huge, huge. And also, like, what does the demographic surrounding you look like in regards to people who are, you know, like, probably 18 to, like, 30, right? Because these are a majority of the people who might be working in cafe. Are they college students? Are they people who are, you know, families who are starting here? And this is all going to look different for you as you bring people in to come work at your cafe, but also how much do you want to invest in training? 
the more manual the machine you get, the more training you're going to have to invest. Mm -hmm. Right. And repeated training on top of that. It's not a one time thing, as I'm sure you guys both totally understand. (laughs) It's the same thing. You got to go through it. Go get it, you know. (laughs) Uh, But for some people, automation might be a little bit of a better option. And that's okay too. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. So you kind of look at like your labor and your training model. That's the next thing. And then um, kind of one of the last things, I mean, honestly, you got to look at budget. That's another factor too. How much are people willing to invest and what does that look like for equipment? Um, you know, that always ends up being the most shocking thing for a lot of people who are not in coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yes, you're buying a car, right? Mm-hmm. That hopefully will last you, you know, 10 to 15 plus years if you take care of it well. But um, so yeah, so we look at all these factors and then we put it together. And so once we look at this, like, okay, well, we've really settled, we need a semi-automatic, you know, stress machine. We need, you know, a high capacity grinder with maybe a lower capacity decap grinder. Um, we need a good batch brewer that can do one and a half gallons, but we only have this much space. So we're like putting together all these little pieces. And then afterwards, we kind of dive in onto all these fun little facets, right? Do you want um you know do you want like auto volumetrics or do you want a mechanical paddle or do you want individual boilers do you plan on having a multi-roaster program okay well if that's the case you might benefit from something like that right versus no we're just going to stick with this one roaster and we just want you know this medium dark roast espresso the entire time cool let's just stick with you know nine bars one boiler so all these different little things start to come together and that's kind of where we start painting the picture after that are yeah. most of your clients, do you find a mix of both people that have been in coffee or are they more kind of, they've thought about owning their own business and are new to coffee? Yeah, I think I'd probably say most are people who have not been in coffee before and are looking to, um, you know, to start and maybe make a really big career jump. Um, you know, I have two particular people who really inspired me, which were two women that I worked with and both of them, not related to separate incidences, but both of them had young sons and wanted to be able to spend more time with them. And I wouldn't necessarily say like starting a cafe is going to give you a lot of time, but they just felt like they were ready for this career change in their life for themselves and for their family. And, um, you know, it was really just like, it was really inspiring to be like, great. This is what you want to do, you know, and let's, let's like help you achieve this, this next goal for your life, you know? Um, but most people end up coming in with little to no experience in regards to coffee, you know? And, uh, if it's any reflection of, of working in coffee, it's so great to see how people have such strong memories of going to cafes in college, in high school, as being adult, they were in a new town. It was like, oh, and that is their inspiration. It's like, I was at this point in my life and I had this cafe. And it's like, wow, that's how impactful a cafe can be to somebody. That it can completely change their career later on in life. You totally. Know? I also love that you get to, and as an educator who works with people who have never worked in coffee before either, I also enjoy this Um but I love that you get to just sort of like open people's eyes to like what coffee can be um, and not just like 
oh yeah, you just like throw some coffee in a port filter and steam some milk and that's a latte. Like you can really spend the time to like make something really like crafted and delicious for someone. Um, but not everybody knows that. And you get to sort of lead people to that point and show them how to do that. Yeah. And even though like, even as an experienced coffee professional, I think consulting services are so valuable. Oh yeah. Just be like, I would not, I would totally hire Tara first of all, because I just feel going out (laughs) on your own, especially if you do decide you want to open up your own cafe. There are so many things that are overwhelming and it's always nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and like try and make your dream come true so to speak, you know, and it's, if you have the resources and you have the means, go for it, people. But yeah, I just think it's such a valuable, a valuable tool and a valuable resource. And, you know, just because you've been in an industry for so long, you think, you know, but you don't know everything. And that's, that's part of the beauty of, of it. Yeah. I mean, running a business is a completely different game. Yeah. Um, so having somebody who just, especially, if you've consulted one time before, you're going to have like a better list of like what I need to know about opening a cafe than I do with somebody who's never owned a cafe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's awesome. There's a lot of little details that go into it, you know, and it's, it's, um, you know, um, it's not just the coffee side, it's, it's the business side as well. Right. That's a, that's probably one of the bigger humps. The coffee part. Okay, great. We do some training. We come up with some manuals, we make modules, we help with an in-house trainer, that's stuff like that. But um, it's the business side that that's really where I think many people are like, oh, wow, we're doing this. And I mean, small business is hard. Small business is so hard, especially now with things changing and the dynamic between like, you know, cost of goods going up, labor going up, all of this stuff. And so... Um, man, I just applaud anybody who wants to go into it and dive into it. You know what I mean? And like, you need to build your team, like have your team. You know what I mean? I have my team like in in my own business. So it feels great to be able to be a part of somebody else's team, you know? And sometimes I get asked very serious questions of like, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to raise this money? Um, and then I get silly questions, not silly questions, but you know, much more lighthearted questions of like, do you really think this is the right size paper cup? And I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, like, you don't need like, you know what I mean? Like we get very like, it's so kind of great. You get these weird all over the place, stuff, you know, very serious and very um, heartfelt kind of easy things. But it's great to know that these are all, um, you know, people have a team and that's what I want to be able to part of, you know, in that endeavor for them. Yeah. Um, going back to numbers like branching out in any type of small business, like you said, it's not a decision to take lightly. There's like, it took you three years to finally get to this point, even before you started it. And probably even long before that, you know, along the way, you're inkling like, is this really where I want to be? What are some things that you would consider in terms of pricing for being a coffee professional in a, as a consultant and making sure that you're paid your worth? Yeah, that's a tough one. It's uh, that I definitely spent a long, long time contemplating on. 
Um, so, you know, kind of what I did was I looked up what other consultants um, did. And there are many like copy consultants that you can really look up and kind of see their pricing. Those people don't put pricing online. Don't blame them. So for the ones that you can't find, uh, you know what I mean? I took that into account. And then I also took into account what other industries do. Because actually a lot of other industries have consultants. Yeah. Restaurant consultants, architects, engineers, these are all different types of consultants that work, um, you know, adjacently with food and bev. So they able to kind of look to see what they did, too, and what um, what it is. So, um, you know, I it was kind of that's like kind of more the practical side. And then there was the more like personal, like, OK, if I did this much work for this many hours, what I feel like this was a fair right, for myself and also for the client too, right? And especially because the majority of people that I'm working with are, yeah, they don't have this like, you know, thinking about getting a consultant probably wasn't one of the things that they thought about to get go, right? I usually get in a little bit later in the game where they're like, oh, well, okay, wait a minute. So I wasn't in the budget. I want to make sure that they still end up reaching a goal of opening without, you know, taking it just to, to afford me. So, um, you know, for me, I kind of wanted to come up with something that was like fair. And this is roughly where I think this is, you know, approachable and whatnot. And then I do think like packages, you know, to kind of help some people, you might save a little bit here and there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of it. I wouldn't, what I would never recommend is just come up with a number and be like, this sounds good. <laughs> this seems, Right. Because, yeah. and here's what, I mean, you can, but people tell you very quickly, very fast, whether that's going to work or not. Mm -hmm. right yeah um for the, like whether you're low or you're high um so what i kind of see is like what i've i've come back with a lot of people have been like this is really fair and i'm like that's exactly what i want to hear you know yeah exactly awesome. yeah totally and i also like the fact someone had once given me an advice like there might be times where um you know i want to provide a discount i want to be like you know what this is how i want to pass it forward or i want to contribute in your business so just know like pricing isn't this like staunch thing that you come up with one time and you're stuck with it forever and it's published. It's not. You can be like, you know what, I'm going to take off here or actually, oof, I know there's going to be a lot more. So <laughs> you have to add it a little bit here. You know what I mean? And just being upfront and honest with that is great too. So I know it hasn't been a long time that you've been officially doing this, but I feel like you've been involved in so many different aspects of coffee business along the way. So what are some memorable cafe projects, good and bad, <laughs> uh, that you've been involved in? Um, and what did you learn from them? Yeah, all great. Good ones. Okay. So I'll start with the worst one. Which is, um, I was helping to build out a cafe and they had sourced the equipment elsewhere and I came in later in the game and they're like, this is the equipment that we got. It was already in house. And now we need to like get the outlets going and figure out where the holes need to get cut and stuff like that. And they had a brewer that I was familiar with, but the plug that was on it, I was not familiar with. And so, you know, on the side of all equipment, they have, you know, like, a, you know, stuff about like the power and the bolts, all that other stuff. So I look at it and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's this. It's, it's this one, right? And I, I essentially said it was a 220 outlet because I was like, I've never seen this one before. It's, it's probably this. No, no, no. Point is, um, yeah, it was not. It was a 110 outlet, and that was not a dual voltage brewer. So I pretty much had this put in like a pretty empty priced um, outlet with too much power um, that didn't work. 
and I was saved by the grace of God because I happened to have that exact same brewer in a storage unit with that power that was in the exact same brand new condition. And I just managed to be able to swap them. And that was the only thing by like just saving me. But if I had not, I would have just cost that customer like a couple thousand dollars for like a really bad mistake that was totally preventable. Yeah. So that was like, whew, that was a good, good learning lesson. <laughs> that can make turned out okay, but to this day, they still have a random outlet there. And you know what? They're they're a good, good friend of mine now. Um, and we joke about it, but yeah, that was a big, that was a big loop. So that was so well, that. maybe someday yeah. they'll need to like upgrade to a bigger brewer and it'll have been <laughs> the perfect thing. Right there. I'm like, I was projecting your observant and growth that you needed a 220 brewer to be able to crank out coffee here. Yep. Yes. yep. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate <laughs> that. Positive. Yeah. I'll, it, it's at least happened twice. People are like, what is this outlet for? I'm like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that, was a, that was a bad one. Um, you know, and then in regards to some good ones, um, you know, one of the ones that I really loved to be able to work with was um, I worked with um, The Wing, which was a women's like kind of co-working social center, and they opened up multiple locations throughout the United States. So I was, um, I worked with them for like getting the equipment and kind of designing out the bar for each one and making it all as, as much as the same in regards to equipment and layout and like function, but differently because the different designs for each one of their locations. So that was really neat because each time they opened up a new one in a new location, we're working the same pieces, but with different like flows and different designs. And that was really cool and fun. And they were also just like so aesthetically driven. They were really beautiful little cafes. Mm-hmm. So um, those are really like just great ones to be able to work with. And then I do have one that actually unfortunately never opened. Um, but I swear it was going to be a cool design. Um, I won't say for who it was, but it, um, was a Michelin star chef who was going to open up a bakery and, uh, it was like, it was supposed to be a very high volume bakery, but kind of the entire cafe was a, like almost like a wave, right? Like it's kind of almost like a squiggle Ooh. per se. And so you kind of came in, you walked, you went to the bar, you got a pastry, you maybe picked up, you kind of went around, but this is all one fluid line. And that finally the end was the coffee bar. And so number one, there was no overhead. Like it was like floating, like a floating bar, right? So there was no overhead storage. There's nothing like that. We had to make the most out of this, this kind of small, area like six feet or less and it was like how are we going to be able to crank out i mean we're thinking hundreds if not to a thousand drinks a day in this kind of very minimalistic area and we had to get really creative in regards to what equipment we used how the storage was where the storage was and then really put the perspective what you actually need up front ready to go versus everything else that can go in the back and you have someone else come and run it up for you yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was definitely one of the like more mind bending ones. You had to push it to see how you can make it work. You know, yeah. that sounds really cool. Yeah. Who knows? One day that may that may come to fruition. Yeah. Maybe I'm putting it out there. Somebody yeah. has it. The squiggly line cafe kind of. <laughs> I want to check out a wavy bar. 
Yeah, yeah pastries. I know, right? We got like circles, we got squares, we got all this other stuff, rectangles, but this is real island. Something new. Yeah. So one of our last um, segments is called Teachable Spromans. So it's a point where you can kind of share, like you shared a few things, but it could be related to consulting. It could be related to whatever it is you learned throughout, you know, your, your long and storied career. Um, <laughs> yeah. Something to, to leave our listeners with something to think about and ponder. Yeah, for sure. Well, I always have kind of like the three things that I like to talk about for a cafe owner, right? Um, they're very serious, but I actually kind of more want to talk about what it's like when, you know, you're a barista and you're kind of figuring it out and you don't kind of know what direction you're going into, right? And, um, you know, one thing that's always been really helpful for me is kind of recognizing in your career when you're in a moment to learn or when you're in a moment to really master things, right? And it takes a lot of self-reflection, but it's worth it if you can get to that, right? There are moments where you're like, you know what? Now is my time to just learn. And in those times, absorb as much as you can, get out there, try new things, meet new people, make mentors, you know what I mean? By the way, mentors don't show up. You got to make them. You got to go for them and say, please, like, be my mentor. Like, you're somebody I want to learn from. So, so go for it. Um, and it's not just in coffee, right? You want to have someone you learn business development skills, relationship skills, communicative skills. These are things that are going to carry you as well, you know? And then there's also times in your career where you need a time to, to master, and that's an, a pivot where you're starting to be like, you know what? I'm feeling really good about this direction. Let me really get good at it. And that is the time to like kind of narrow down your focus and get as good as you can in that skill. And it could be, you know, something like this is it's latte art, right? Um, for me, it was actually like sales. It was like now is the time for me to get really good at sales. And, um, you know, that was an interesting moment where I was like, okay, I got to really invest in this. And so I actually had to more learn different types of skills that weren't necessarily involved with coffee, but they made a huge influence in my coffee career. And that is actually what has allowed me to do what I ultimately want to do. So, you know, that's, I think, you know, if you guys are, since this whole season talking a lot about career development, that's kind of like my, my more moment is like, you know, Take the time to know when you're in a learning phase and take the time to know when you're in a mastering phase and take each one of those phases to the highest level that you possibly can. I love that. That's so great to yeah. just remind people to like dig into what the right thing for you right now is. And it, it can be really hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. That was awesome. Okay. Good. I hope I was like, oh, I'm not gonna get too creepy no. there. I was like, oh, I don't want to get the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's always gonna be my day. It's like, no, you know, I just gotta figure out what it is for you at that time. It's totally. different for everybody. Yeah. You know, exactly, exactly. And like, so, um, yeah. Because I mean, I think we've all had those moments where we're antsy and we're ready to move on to the next thing. And um, you know, don't disregard that. But um, you know, wherever you happen to land, or maybe where you're at, which maybe isn't so bad. There might be something either to learn or to master in either one of those parts of your life so before we let you go 
Um, can you tell us where to find you on socials, website, all that fun stuff? Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you can find me at uh, Curated Coffee Consulting. Um, that's it for Instagram and then um, curatedcoffeeconsulting.com online. Um, you know, so if anyone has any questions about consulting, more than happy to answer that. Um, if you're looking to open up a cafe or, you know, your barista who wants to consider something like that, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm hopefully also going to be opening up some classes and starting to do some kind of more seminars and stuff like that. So um, we'll see. We'll see what ends up popping up. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for anyone in their coffee career. There's so many opportunities, so many. And I promise you, no matter what, you still drink coffee like every day. You still have exposure to coffee every day, even if you're not on bar. (laughs) I just will say the further up you get, it does seem like the older of coffee you drink. Like you kind of just get yes, right? Yes, <laughs> I see shaking it. I know you're like, ah, too much us. I'll take it. Don't worry about it. I it's it, it's just they wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> it's fine. It's good coffee, so it should still taste yeah. pretty good. Yeah, totally, totally, exactly, exactly. I just look at the new like really cool fresh stuff, and I'm like, ah, eh, sure, I'll take it. But I promise, you still it's worth the coffee. Amazing. Well, thank you, Tara. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Absolutely. That's just so great. Thank you guys. I appreciate the opportunity to yeah. talk to you both, to see both. And um, yeah, excited what you guys are doing here. Thank you again to Tara for talking to us about her experience and career. We hope that you find some good inspiration to help you along with your next career goals. We'll catch you all in the next one. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week to talk more coffee with you all. Until then, continue to drink good coffee. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And keep up with us on Instagram at Totally Dissolve Pod. Send us questions or thoughts in the DMs or email us at totallydissolvepod at gmail.com. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.